Radio Taiwan International. You're listening to Radio Taiwan International, and I am Natalie So. Up this hour, we have some music for you on just the classics. But first, join us for a live recorded version of Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. It is Tuesday, February 23rd, and we are coming to you from the studios of Radio Taiwan International in Taipei. And uh, we'll be talking about, is Taiwan the Asian Wakanda? Well, that was a big topic on Clubhouse. Also, how busy is Taiwan's COVID hotline? We're telling you how many calls they got. Also, some Taiwanese shows and movies you can enjoy on Netflix. And what kind of Taiwanese street food? Um, makes the most money. That's been a hot topic recently. I'll be telling you what people think. And if you've ever had Taiwanese street food, let us know which is your favorite or what you had and what you thought of it. And oh, So, thanks. have you guys watched the movie Black Panther? Yes, I have. So, there is a, you know, a nation called Wakanda. So, there's oh, an, yeah. a, a nation called Wakanda, which is where all mine, the amazing, you know, um, superheroes, the black superheroes come from. They have amazing high technology and all of that. I don't and remember so, the movie that much, but I know that it's a powerful country. They have all kinds of resources that other countries don't have. So, everybody wants to take advantage of that country, you know, with what they have to offer. And there right. was this one thing. Is there some, some kind of... Um, like special energy? Vib vibranium. Vib it's called vibranium. Vibranium, okay. And it just, uh, what does it do? Let me think. It, it, let me look here. I think I took notes. I forgot what it does. But it's like the special metal that, that has superpowers. Basically. Yeah. And that's how, you know, they heal people. And, right. And, you know, what they're, they're using an analogy is that as our semiconductors are vibranium. <laughs> because Taiwan makes sense you know uh, the whole world relies on Taiwan semiconductors mm -hmm. you know and people like even countries are knocking on Taiwan's presidential office doors you know to say hey we really need semiconductors such as you know Germany talk to the presidential office you know please give us some semiconductors or else our automobile industry is going to go down the hill and you know they're not the only country who did that so basically most of the world relies on taiwan's chips from tsmc um, the, the major and most advanced um, chip supplier in the world and the chips are the little like the brain in your uh, tech devices like in yeah your, and in everything your phone and your computer in and hospitals you need them and cars and, and now you need them everything cars. so taiwan is like the i think TSMC has about half or over half of yeah, the world share market. Yeah, and then the second place is Samsung, about 20%. And then, you know, Taiwan has another company that does pretty well. Yeah, in third place. UMC, I think. Yes. And, and then, you know, so we are definitely dominating the field. And TSMC has the most advanced um, fabs, you know. So that gives Taiwan a very special place in the world. I mean, people have not heard of that country. Not that country. Yeah, some people have never heard of Taiwan either. <laughs> <laughs> even or they don't know where day, we are. But they have not heard day, of the company, right? but they we all know we need the company. We all know we need Taiwan. So I don't know. What do you guys think? I Is think Taiwan... Um, yeah, people are just asking about I, the weather I, here. Uh, what? Oh, <laughs> oh, I think it's very appropriate that we're, we're like the Taiwan, you know, the Taiwan... Wakanda? Wakanda. 
Um, I would never have thought about that, but 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 it makes sense. I mean, you know, lately Taiwan is being noticed, and um, you know, the whole world is in need of semiconductors and everything. So, um, um, and we produce that, and we do a very good job with that. So I think it makes a lot of sense. I'm I'm very moved. Wow, being considered, you know, one of the most most important. Yeah, countries in the world. I know, provider of you know something that's so globally necessary. So this was on, you know,、um, this was a chat on Clubhouse that was initiated by some people from TaiwaneseAmerican.org, which is a really great organization.、Uh, they have a great Facebook page and website, all kinds of things related to Taiwan. And one person、um, said, actually, I don't think semiconductors are Taiwan's vibranium. Uh, vibranium. It's the Taiwanese people's ethics and heart. Oh, well, that's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I guess people do have an image that Taiwanese people like to help, right?、Mm-hmm. Especially other people, other countries. You know, when Japan、um, suffered from that major tsunami, we were the, actually the biggest donor in the world、yes. of humanitarian aid and, and money, which is amazing we for a little country like us. And、um, We actually, you know, are trying to help the world through COVID nineteen by sending supplies, and also Lantern Festival is coming up this Friday. Yeah. Oh, so we have a question from Saiful Islam, who asks, "What is the current status of the coronavirus in Taiwan? Do you guys know exactly how many cases we have?" I think we have over nine hundred cases. Over nine hundred cases. But the situation has been under control. Right. Oh yeah. We don't have. We had a. A mild domestic outbreak at a hospital yeah, a few weeks, weeks ago in Taoyuan.、Yeah, about I don't know, roughly twenty people or so. And now we have how many deaths? Nine deaths? Is it? Is it up to、I、nine now? I think so. I think it's、yeah. nine. Oh, I、yeah. think it's nine. Yeah. So it's still in the single digits, actually. So we're, we're really quite、um, lucky that not a lot of people have died and not a lot of people have suffered. And recently, actually,、um, in the news today, you know, I just saw that some of our scientists and academics have come out with some discovering some drugs that can help suppress COVID nineteen, and they're existing drugs, meaning that we don't have to wait a long time for clinical trials. So,、yeah. Taiwan、okay. is really trying to do what it can to help the world get through this crisis and to help Taiwan. So, in that way, we are like the Wakanda, right? Yes, we have we this、are. secret power to. Overcome COVID nineteen? No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I shouldn't say that. Yeah, <laughs> but、um, anyways, we, we hope we can do whatever we can to help the world with whatever we know. All right, let's go to our next story. All right. Speaking of COVID nineteen, Paula, tell us how busy Taiwan's COVID nineteen hotline has been this past year. Yes, we have a hotline in Taiwan, and since the outbreak of the、uh, of the disease that、um, you know that happened in December twenty nineteen, well, the hotline or the people there have received over two million phone calls. That's a lot. And、wow. you know, two million, two million phone calls. We only have twenty three million people on the island, right? <laughs> But you know that's、uh, that's more than a year, right? That's true. So how many is that a day?、Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Not good at math. <laughs>、okay. But、Neither、anyway, they just um you know the、uh, um the people work there. They have to 
answer all kinds of questions. They have ease public anxiety. And some people call, what do I do if I am kept in home quarantine? How do I monitor my own health? And there are a lot of issues. Or how do I take a sick leave? Or uh, what exactly is home quarantine? So a lot of questions they offer. Um, the service is free of charge, and it's a uh, you know 24 hours around the clock. And they not just offer the service in, in Mandarin, um, in Taiwanese, in Hakka, but also in English. Oh. So the government Ooh. has done a very Long good job. Though. Actually, um, the government set up the hotline in 2004. That's a year after the outbreak of SARS. So mm. because uh, when the um, when SARS um, broke out in 2003, um, you know, quarantine officials, they're also, um, they were really busy, I mean, answering uh, phone calls from the public. So the government decided, you know, maybe we should set up a hotline. So that's the reason why they, you know, they set up the hotline in 2004. Oh, so I, I figured out it's almost 10,000 calls a day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but it's not just that's one a, call. It's not right, just one that, phone. That's a lot. It's not right. just one phone. Right. In the beginning, they only have, um, you know, 16 people to answer the phone right now they have over 300 people oh wow right. wow all kinds of they you know the people one. call for you know all kinds of information how do i get my medicine how do i dispose the garbage if i'm kept in home quarantine and what do i do if i need to uh, you know um eat out well you're not supposed to do that oh okay yeah you know my mom was sick like last week, she said she was coming down with a cough and, you know, she had a pretty s serious case of phlegm. I was the one who was worried. And I said, you want to go to the doctors? But then when I told her to go to the doctors, like to the hospital, I was thinking, like, what does that mean for me? If she really has it, like COVID, mm. what does that mean for me? And that was mean for you guys. <laughs> and then, you're and talking then the about whole, us, like, you probably, like, tra uh, tra Right. I mean, you guys would us. have to go into, you know, like, self-isolation, kind of, or work from home or something like that. And and then I thought, you know, oh, what is that going to happen to the whole Zumba class, you know, classmates? Zumba class? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, because my mom is taking Zumba class, right, with me. And so... I was so worried, and then um, um, then she went to the doctor, she went to the hospital, and she came home. And they said, well, they did do a test on you. I said, no, the doctor says you're fine, just you know, gave me some medicine, got home. Well, she didn't have a fever then, but then mm -hmm. after that night, she got a fever. Oh. I was even more oh, worried. No. Oh, I was yeah. like, mom, you want to go back to the hospital? <laughs> she did, two days later, and she's all fine now. So okay. it looks like it wasn't anything to do with COVID. Mm. So, you know, I, I guess at the time I was going like, you know, should I, 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 if I thought about a hotline, I probably would have called, you know, like, you know, what, what, uh, what does that mean for us? Right. You know, what should would I that, be nervous? Should I, yeah, should I be nervous? Right, exactly. But anyway, I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking more like, what's going to happen to me? What's going to happen to my family? What's going to happen to you guys? That's true. <laughs> I mean, a while back, my dad, he's who's in the States about six months ago, he's like, I might need you to come to the u.s because i'm gonna have a surgery and oh and then we're like okay i'm like oh and then my whole family's like oh if you go maybe you'll get it and like oh, oh. don't come home right away <laughs> i'm like does my family even love me you know <laughs> especially some who are a little bit more uptight you know i'm like i thought he loved me how come he's acting like this 
You know, at the time like this, you can't get too sentimental and, you know, too... Um, yeah, they were not know. sentimental at all. I mean, like, you, you you, do your quarantine before I mean, you come back. I said, I can stay in the room. No, no, you should do it somewhere else. <laughs> oh, so, so like, oh. Oh, wow. So is, she all, is he yeah, all right? He, yeah, he, de- he decided he didn't need it because it oh. was fine. So the operation, well, that's good to know. so he didn't take it. Oh, so, wow. So, yeah, I was, okay. you know, so I was thinking, oh, what if I go and what if I get it? And then what if, yeah, you know, whatever. I know. I know the feeling because we, we have it right? on the back of my mind. I know, right? right? We, yeah. We could get it any time and then it could spread to everyone around us. And Exactly. All right, I'm having so, problems here. I have no idea where it goes what. I think you're almost done. What? This is pretty cute. <laughs> I'm, not even, look at this. I'm not even look half at how there. Far she's gotten. I have so no idea what the these head. are. This is 11. You have to match the numbers to the numbers. I, that's what I'm trying to figure out. 11. I, I can't. 11, I, I don't 14. see 11. See, that's the thing. Okay. Where's... <laughs> keep, keep looking. And while I'm listening to what you guys are, you know, I'm trying to get into discussion here with you guys while I'm doing this. She's multitasking. Uh, yeah, I, I'm trying my best. All moms are very good at. I know we right? are. I mean, we cook Honestly, and then we counsel the kids at the same time and then <laughs> tell them to clean their rooms and stuff. <sighs> so um, anyway. Right. Well. That is the latest uh, about COVID. And if you have any questions, that was a great question, how COVID is doing in Taiwan. Feel free to ask and uh, comment below. Can I say something? What? I just realized that, like, you know, Natty was saying, just find 11. Well, 11 is, 11 has to go with 11, and it's on the same piece of paper. <laughs> no one. So, all right. Okay, go on. Okay, so do you want to tell us about Taiwanese street food, or are you too busy for that? No, I can. <laughs> I, I like to get <laughs> off okay, this. Okay, I'll, uh, I'll try to work on it <laughs> while you're okay. doing that. Yeah, all right. So there was a discussion on social, uh, social media about what street food would make the, make the most money, like, you know, make the biggest profit. And so, I mean, for, we're talking about Taiwanese, you know, street food. So do you guys know what Taiwanese street food is? It's like stinky tofu and oyster that is one. omelet. It's not beef noodles. It's Would, all kinds. Does that count as street food? Well, I don't know. It's, I don't beef know. noodle. You know, it, it's like, there could be like cheap beef noodle places. So I it's possible. Guess. And it, there's it, also this um, braised pork r- over rice, right? That's And then... Um, I need really to c- cough. Oh, oh okay. You can okay, sure. cough wherever you want to. Yeah. <laughs> not, right. not in my, right. my faces. And then, uh, <laughs> and then there's also, and, and I, I don't know, can you, oh, you can't show a picture. But I'm just trying to find, if, if I wish I could have, I'll, I'll give you the link, you know, in color. Oh, but I'll put the here's, link in um, there. Yeah, and if you can show the picture, because the, the pictures sure. of food in color picture. is so much more oh, yes. yeah, scrumptious. The um, there's also like this kind uh, where you can select different ingredients and then they'll be cooked in this like um, uh, yum, a, a broth yum, yum. that's you know like um, I think um, soy sauce based, and then Chinese herbs and all that. Oh, and another picture, the one, one picture. Under, yeah, there's another picture. Yeah, that. Oh, that. I was lu, trying to show oh, this lu wei. wei. It's called lu wei. Oh, so there's where you yeah. choose different ingredients, and then they cook it in like this broth. Okay, and then you it's served that way. There's all kinds of you know ingredients. So anyway, there's all kinds of food. So um, people started, you know, leaving answers underneath the discussion. Okay, someone was saying, and I wasn't even thinking in this direction, but uh, it has to be egg soup. Egg soup? Egg oh, because eggs are so cheap. <laughs> it's so I, cheap, right? That's true. Oh, it's just a bowl of 
I don't know, and kind of eggs broth, and, and water, an, you know, egg drop in there or something like that. Okay. So, but tofu is pretty cheap too. I would say stinky tofu. That's is probably the next pretty. thing. Mm. Well, I did mean, nobody mention about stinky tofu here because we don't know what goes behind in all the, the in the process, fermenting and all that kind of stuff. Of course, some people are taking into considering the amount of time that's spent in oh, cooking the that's food the too, right? Right. Um, yeah, the labor part and also you know all the work and everything. But um, so someone was saying egg soup, egg drop soup, I guess. That's and then super yang, easy to make. Right. And then yang chun mian, which is like really plain noodles. Like noodles, just noodles. Uh, it has something on it, though. What does it have on it? Well, it doesn't really. It has Maybe like, a, like um, scallions. Green, green oil? Yeah. Right. And then it's in the scallion. soup. And it's green just onions. plain noodles. I mean, yeah. maybe a little bit of, uh, uh, I don't know, pickled vegetables in there or something. I don't know. but um, Or plain maybe noodles. like, you know, dried That's shrimp. That's easy, actually. I don't know. Right? That's really plain. And then somebody was saying, how about just, um, just uh, what do you call it, um, cooked vegetables? Oh. Just a tang oh. Boiled vegetables. Boiled vegetables. Boiled vegetables. But they usually put a sauce on it. Like blanched yeah. vegetables, you know. I mean, actually, is... everything, all of these taste really good. They may sound so simple. But Very simple. always a kind of seasoning that, I mean, even just the plain noodles, it's not just plain. There's, yeah. there's some kind of seasoning and oil. Yeah, you're better at this than I am, see? Okay, so um, that's that, that. But people were saying that if it's boiled vegetables... Um, there comes a time when there's typhoon, then you're out of vegetables and that can be a trouble for you. So instead of making money, you're probably going to lose money from that. Okay, that's a comment from somebody. And then for those people who are really like expert, like, you know, connoisseur at street foods, they're saying that you guys have no idea because actually people who sell, and the, the, the thing that I was telling you about, the way, um, that's really, really cheap because usually rice dishes and noodle dishes they make twice the amount of money, like over cost. So, oh, so because the, the 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 cost is so low. The cost of rice and noodles and you can is charge very low it pretty high because you and, get full by those. It's like a full meal. Yeah, and then boiled vegetables, you can make four times. Um, you know, uh, as much over money? The, as, as much as yeah, as much as you, it's cost. It costs you. That's true. Vegetables are you cheap. Know? I think if you buy them from yeah. wholesalers, and then lu dan. Which is actually um, eggs cooked in like soy sauce and uh-huh. maybe Chinese herbs. Okay, so it comes out like brown egg. You know, it's funny because it's when really I used to good. live in, in in Japan, my mom would make me lunch boxes and she'll make me one of these lu dan. And when I bring it to school, my classmates going, "What is that brown egg?" You know, in Japan, they, yeah, they don't, they don't eat that. No, they don't. They well, don't know like anything. Well, it's like braised egg, braised egg, brown, but in soy sauce. Sound too good. Yeah, I know it's because actually, it's brown on an outside. It's actually it the very most well tea eggs. Are the most just popular like uh, product in Seven Eleven? Yeah, in it's just like tea egg, but it's not cooked it's in similar. like you know yeah. tea. Yeah, it's similar. And then there's hai dai, that's like seaweed. Uh-huh. Apparently, that's really cheap, and you can sell at high cost. And then you tofu, it's like well, it's tofu, but kind of um, I think it's deep fried yeah. once and then cooked. Yeah. And then there's um, also they say that if you sell seaweed, like braised seaweed, for one case, one um, crate. Of seaweed, you can make, you can make the, um, you can make as much money as selling ten crates. Of what? Whoa. So I guess that's so the reason why you can really you know, hike up the price. And Taiwan has so many places that that offer those that offer dishes. the way, right? Yes. And then there's also yeah, um, zutopi. I kind of like the stuff. Ooh. It's um, it's the meat from pigs' heads. <laughs> heads. <laughs> and you can make a lot of money from that. Because people people basically are saying that you can braise it just very simple way of cooking it 
and it's and it still sell you know and I know I like the stuff and also um, and usually they sell for like you know one US dollar at a time so they're really cheap but the thing is that um, people are people like Taiwanese people like this stuff I know I do and um, usually a bowl of noodles is just only a dollar forty a dollar US dollars or a dollar forty so and and they can make for a lot of money so um, and then oh some of these street uh, street food stalls, street food shops. They also sell drinks on the side. They have a fridge and they sell drinks. They make extra money from selling those drinks oh. at oh, drinks, a higher price. I think must whether have it's a... tea or beer, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they have a very high profit margin. They do. They do that, you know, to hike up their, you know, consumers. I mean, yeah, how much they spend at their place. Now, if there's a kind of like a, a fancy version of uh, which is vegetables and tofu and egg drop soup, they can sell at 35 NT, that is $1.25, when the whole cost is probably only like 18 cents. We're talking about oh like 18 US cents. Are you cents. serious? That's yeah. like, how many times is that? I know, right? Oh, that's a great thing to sell. So, <laughs> <laughs> vegetable and tofu soup is yeah really cheap and then to just make, add an egg it tastes and good that's actually it, it tastes good and it's healthy so some experts saying you guys have no idea but mostly food and beverages you make 50 percent it's oh, really? easy yeah it's easy they generally 50%. that's how they calculate they usually make 50 percent. i think they make more for beverages oh i know because you know, there's so many drink stands you know and in the alley that I live off of, mm. there are about 18 drink stands. Oh, can you imagine just... within like a five minute walk, you, you have 18 different drink stands and they're not just selling one drink. Each drink stand sells maybe 40 drinks for you to choose from. Yeah. It's crazy. It's so, so. And it's just water, right? <laughs> just, well, I mean, all these other, I know. And all these, but it's, know, the main boba. ingredient is just water. And so then everything oh. else is just. Someone said stuff. boba is Taiwan's. Vibranium. <laughs> it's the magic power. I've got to agree it's with you on that food. too. Yeah, yes. it's a comfort food, right? As much as you can make a lot from running these um, street food shops, people who work in these places, they have a tough life. They have to get up early, get stocked up, work so hard and work long hours. And they say, actually, these street food stands, um, they make a lot of money, but they don't last long. Really? So that's what this one expert, I mean, one, one social media user was saying. Um, she says that at the most five to 10 years, which I guess right. to some people is okay, but so it's not that? easy money. It's not right. easy money. Exactly, right. Paula. It's not easy money. So. I mean, there's some places that are really, really popular and they've done it for generations. But think about it. If that's what your family does and it makes a lot of money, but then mm. that's all you can do. You can't give the secret to someone else and just manage it because then they'll just open their own store. But mm. then you have to get up early in the morning or you just have to oh, stand for eight much. hours and, and serve like, yeah. you know, dessert or, or noodles or whatever you're doing. I mean, I know. We is have it no good idea. or bad, right? Mm-hmm. I mean. 25 minutes. Oh, <laughs> wow. I didn't even get to introduce. Time flies. <laughs> what you guys can watch on Netflix. Okay, so maybe we'll talk about that tomorrow. All right. I, I will. I will mention two shows actually, because I promise to. There's one show that sounds really interesting, called Two Fathers, and these two single men both got the same call, phone call that changed their life forever. Um, they both, I guess, were dating the same girl who died. What? And um, <laughs> are you following this? TV and the girl, series? no, it just <laughs> sounds interesting. And the girl 
was pregnant um, and, you know, the baby girl was born. Oh, no, she didn't die. I'm sorry. She left. She abandoned she the baby. She left. Oh, okay. And oh, abandoned so, baby. Yeah. Oh, oh, I think I know about this, but I never watched it. Yeah, and so for some reason, they couldn't figure out who the, the father was. The real was. father is? What? What, no DNA test? So they decided to raise the girl together. <laughs> and and this really cute little girl okay. and two fathers. Okay, so there are a lot of interesting um, Taiwanese Netflix shows. I'll tell you more tomorrow. This will be right, tomorrow. But we're getting we're making a lot of progress with this. I was hoping we can get it all done. But yeah. look, it's actually really complicated. It took us like a half an hour and we're still not done. <laughs> this is like the string and we got legs, right? There I, is even the bird. Yeah, the, sitting on right the back there's of a the bird. Of, yeah. Of so the, the ox. I think this goes Wait, here how somehow. Does this go? Yeah. Anyway. This goes here. So um let me see. Did anybody want to say Oops. hi before we go? So yeah. anyways, it's been great to be with you guys here. And uh, we hope that um, you enjoyed the show. Yeah. So for Here in Taiwan, this is Natalie So. And I'm Shirley Lin. And I'm Paula Chow. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Welcome to Just a Classics. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm the host for this week. Um, I've encountered some people who said I look like Anita Mui, whose voice is, uh, you know, that you're listening to right now. She's uh, Hong Kong's candle pop diva, but she also sang in Mandarin Chinese and it was well loved by Taiwanese people alike. She's gone. She died in 2003 at the age of 40. I think why people think that we look alike is because of the beauty mark on our faces. Hers was on the left above the lips, while mine is on the right above the lips. And we are both thin and tall and have short hair. And also maybe because we have thick lips too. I kind of miss her as well. She's quite a character. She's known to be very personable and generous and was just friends with everyone. She's friends to anybody. Uh, especially in the entertainment world in Hong Kong and Taiwan. So today we're going to hear some songs from her, some real classics. She has a very distinctive contralto voice, contralto, con contralto, which means very low voice for female singers. This one here is called Not, I'm not going to be a woman in the next life. Chinwa 
辈子别再做女人。我们这一生苦得很，别为了一个吻，你也肯去爱上某一个负心人。下辈子别再做女人，快乐的事情少得很，在爱情中打滚，谁是你最后的爱人？下辈子别再做女人，我们这一生苦得很。别为了一个吻，你也肯去爱上某一个负心人。下辈子别再做女人，快乐的事情少得很。在爱情中打滚，谁是你最后的爱？Listening to just the classics. I'm Shirley Lin at Radio Taiwan International. Yes, I'm your host this week for the show, where we bring you some classics, <laughs> Mu- um, classics uh, in music. Okay, so today I'm introducing Anita Mui, and if you're just joining us now,、um, it's all because、uh, yeah, I, I miss her.、Um, yeah, she's not with us anymore. But it's also because there's been strangers who have thought that I look like her. Okay, so she's a cantopop diva from Hong Kong, but、um, she also sings in Mandarin Chinese, and that was in Mandarin Chinese, by the way. The song you just listened to, and the song is、uh, is called "Xia Beiz Bie Zai Zuo Nu Ren." Don't be a woman again in the next life. Okay, so Anita Mui is known as Mei Yanfang in Taiwan in Mandarin Chinese. Okay, so people have mistaken, well, not mistaken me. They just, you know, the strangers have been saying that I look like her. Um, I I really have been approached、uh, once when I was like shopping at a supermarket or something or at a stall or something like that, and and the woman just came up to me and said that, "Hey, has anyone said that you look like Anita Mui?" And I think it has to do with the fact that we both have a beauty mark above our lips. Okay, one uh, she, she hers is on the left side, mine is on the right side above our lips, and we both you know、uh, fancy short hair, and we're both thin and tall. And I think、uh, we both got thick lips, so yeah, in some ways maybe we look alike. Big eyes, maybe. Ha ha ha. Okay, so Anita was also known as the Madonna of the East, and it's so appropriate because you know when she's、uh, performing on stage, she wears these outrageous and lavish outfits, costumes, and just like Madonna, and she gives these really high-powered performances. After her death, there was actually a bronze statue erected in Hong Kong by the by the harbor, I think, in her honor. And、uh, the statue actually is all you know bronze brown color. But the thing is that you can tell from it that she is in one of her iconic costumes. But the key is that、um, she had, along with this costume, she had the short hair dyed white, and then styled all the way upward like a fiery fire, you know. So anyway, it's a statue in honor of that uh, of that uh, performance that she had wearing that dress 
and uh, wearing that hair. Um, they say that in the 1980s, the music scene in Hong Kong was revolutionized by Anita Mu by her wild dancing. But if you were to look at her past videos, uh, her dance moves look kind of funny because you know that those dance moves are very retro, you know? Anyway, let's have a listen to another song. This next one is called Nu Ren Hua, um, Flower of a Woman by Anita Mui. Chính trung, trân 
That song just now was in Mandarin Chinese by Anita Mui. Now Anita had huge fan bases,、um, you know, all over Asia, like Taiwan, Malaysia, Singapore, China, and her career came to abrupt stop in 2003 when she announced that she had cervical cancer, which was what her sister had, and Mui, who was also a singer and an actor, who also died from it at the age of 40 as well. So. You know this cancer kind of runs in the family.、Um, she had a tough childhood because her father died early, and her, along with three other siblings, were brought up by their mother single-handedly. Anita Mui dropped out of school at about age of fourteen, fifteen, to help raise money for family.、Um, she and Anne,、uh, they would, they, I mean, they learned Chinese opera and they learned pop songs. And、um, they performed anywhere and any time they could, like at you know nightclubs and things like that. So it was a tough life, and I bet she really didn't have a good childhood since she had to you know make a living for the family at a, such an early early age. Let's have a listen to the next song.、Uh, this one is 一生爱你千百回 It means to love you a thousand times over. Thank、you. 
是不能预定。一世曾经沧海，今世百般艰难，总求这个你最好。管不了外面风风雨雨，心中念的是你，只想和你在一起。我要你看清我的决心，相信我的柔情。一转眼，青春如梦，岁月如梭，不回头。而我完全付出不保留。天知道什么时候，地点愿意会分手。只要能爱，就要爱个够。我要飞越春夏秋冬，飞越千山万水，带给你所有沉醉。我要天天与你相对。秋冬，飞越千山万水，守住你给我的美。我要天天与你相对，夜夜如你入睡，要一生爱你千百回。You know, Anita Mui wasn't born with such a low voice. About the age of fifteen, she developed these nodules, like these nodes, on her vocal cords. So she had to take a year off. But then after that, she went back to singing. But then her voice dropped a full octave. I think that made her stand out with her unique and sexy voice. Full octave that means like eight keys, you know, on the piano. If you think about that. Well, she won many awards. Many times, she won as the youngest to receive that award. In 1990, she announced that she was going to put an end to receiving awards and let newcomers win them. She mentored many of the later newcomers. She never married. Anita never married, but she said that she's married to the stage. She got an award in 1989 for the song "Sunset Melody," "Xiyang、uh, Zige," which became one of her signature songs throughout her career, which she also sang at the farewell concert that she had before her her death. Um, so let's have a listen to that song at the very end of the show, and and that's it for just the classics. I'm Shirley Lin, Radio Taiwan International. Xiyang Zige, Sunset Melody, by Anita Mui, in Cantonese. Thank、you. 
Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw. 
Our 60-minute English program can be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6185 kHz. In South Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. You can also email us at rti at rti.org.tw.